내인생 니 소품 아니야 내가 여기까지 어떻게 왔는데 오기도 힘든 걸 유지하느라 얼마나 제가 봐주는데 내 인생의 주인공은 나야 난 태어나서 한 번도 주인공 한적 없는데 당신만 내 인생을 소품 취급해 알아? 마이 라이프 이즈는 요스 I work really hard to get to where I am now and I'm busting my ass to maintain my position in this industry. I'm the star of my life. I've always been the star. But you keep treating me like a prop. Do you know that? Kinka and Quinka, 여러분 안녕하세요. This is Rome Han Dojun, your Kinka classmate, your Kinka friend, Kinka Chingu, and the host of Kinka podcast, K drama and language learning. Hello, 안녕하세요. Welcome to another episode. Last week we talked about well, I, I talked about run on. We I I did the take one and today. I'm going to do take two, meaning I've already seen the whole of the show, and that's why I'll have more to say. Probably yes, and also if you still haven't seen the show, I'd prefer if you don't listen to this episode yet, unless you're okay with spoilers, because for this episode there might be a lot of spoilers, and I wouldn't want to spoil you unless it's what you want. All right. So before we begin, um. For this week's episode, it's gonna be the same. The format of the show will be first. We will be having the weekly vocab, so we have five. We'll do that in five minutes, and then we'll go on to the deep discussion. And for today's discussion, there's a theme, and the theme is relationships. So different kinds of relationships. That's what I plan to talk about today. Different kinds of relationships. So that's our discussion and commentary, and then, of course, we have the song recommendation of the week, and study tips, and K drama words of wisdom. So that's our regular format. So yeah, just reminding you in case you have already forgotten. And yeah, be- before we do the vo- weekly vocabs, um, actually, I-, I just wanted to give a shout out to my friends who do improv special, my group improvsters, that is. Coached by Jay Villanueva, who also does a weekly improv jam. That's really good, and it helps us a lot with our creativity. And also, somehow, um, it develops a lot of skill sets. And somehow, I-, I think it also promotes well-being in a way. So, thank you to these friends who are helping keep me sane during this. Still, um. Weird times, because you know, but the pandemic is still not over. Also, this week is actually the Lunar New Year, so if you are celebrating Lunar New Year, um, hey, um, happy Chinese New Year or happy Lunar New Year. Sehebok mani batasel, but yeah, depending on what time you're listening, that greeting would be appropriate. Okay. <laughs> all right. So for uh, yeah, I think that's all the greetings. That I have, so yeah. You who are listening out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, maybe you're doing your laundry, or you're commuting, or 
you're preparing yourself to sleep. Oh, I don't know if that's appropriate. Or maybe you're running or you're exercising. Yeah, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Hi, and I hope that we'll have a great 40 minutes today of talking about things. Alright, so yeah, let's begin with our weekly vocabs. Alright, so for this week's this week's weekly vocab, that sounds weird. For this week's vocab, um, we don't have a theme, so it's just that these words came from the show Run On. And yeah, so we still have five words, so let's begin. First word. Jamanchu. Jamanchu. Jamanchu is the abbreviated form for Chayansuron Mannam Chugu. Chayansuron Mannam Chugu. It's also called PMN in Korean, but I still don't know what PMN is. So what this means, if we try to translate it or interpret it in English, it means to meet a person naturally. Okay, 자만추, 자연스러운 만남 추구, to meet a person naturally. Sample sentence, 이런 게 자만추예요. 이런 게 자만추예요. That's PMN. That's how it's like to meet a person naturally. Second word, kumar, kumar, literally language of flowers, kumar, but it, it can also mean like the meaning of something. So sample sentence, 장미의 꿈말은 사랑이에요. 장미의 꿈말은 사랑이에요. Roses mean love. Third word, 비겁하다, 비겁하다. Pigophada is Pirhagu Kopimanta. Pirhagu Kopimanta. It means to be cowardly and mean. To be cowardly and mean. Sample sentence. Ije waso kurun suri hadoni pigomhane. Ije waso kurun suri hadoni pigomhane. It's so cowardly of you to say that now. So that's Pigophada. Fourth word. 이중잣대, 이중잣대, 이중잣대 is double standards. 이중잣대. Sample sentence. 이중잣대라면 불공평하지. 이중잣대라면 불공평하지. Double standards are always unfair. Fifth word, our final word for today. 약탈당하다, to be plundered, be pillaged, looted, or ransacked. Sample sentence. 내 세계에서 나는 약자거든. 언제 가진 거 약탈당할지 몰라서 성벽 사는 게 이른데. In my world, I'm the underdog. I constantly build walls, not knowing when I'll be ransacked. So that's actually a line from Sodana. So yeah, so let's review our weekly vocab. So we have five. 자만추 자연스러운 만남 추구 or to meet a person naturally. 꿈말 language of flowers. 비겁하다 to be cowardly and mean. 이중잣대 double standards. 약탈당하다 to be plundered, pillaged, looted, or ransacked. Okay, so those are our weekly vocabs and I, I hope you'll 
keep them in your notes and remember them and use them in the future i don't know when or where but yeah let's keep learning five new vocabulary words every week or more if if you want more but in this show we'll only have five okay so all right that's our weekly vocab and now we can move on to the discussion and commentary i'm so excited about this let's do this Alright, so now I'm ready to do the discussion and commentary, but before that, I would just like to say that I'm recording this in the morning, and right now, the birds are tweeting, and I really like that, but then my neighbor's dogs are kinda angry sometimes, so they just, you know, keep on barking, and because it's daytime, um, you'll probably be hearing my neighbors talk from time to time, and yeah, I would apologize for that from the very beginning like right now not beforehand because uh, i didn't realize it would reach this point um but that's I-, I hope that's fine like how i told you in the past few episodes that when it's noisy just think that you and i we are in a coffee shop and we're just talking about k-drama together so there's that background noise but as as much as i can i'm trying to remove the background noise or i'll try to mask it So maybe I'll put on some jazz so that it's, it would really seem like you and I are in a coffee shop, okay? So, alright, so in today's discussion and commentary, I said that there's a theme and the theme is relationships. So this discussion will have uh, three layers. So first, first layer is the family layer. So we'll talk about the different families that that were presented in the show run on and then i'll talk more about friendships and sexuality so there's i think there's a lot to talk about in that part as well and finally i'll be giving my comments about the different love stories that were presented in run on okay are we ready for this am i ready for this that's the true question anyway So yeah, let's begin with family. So I would like to talk about five different families in this show. There's five. Um, You might be wondering, what? There's five? I thought there's only two families. But to me, there are five families here. So first family that I want to comment on would be the family of Miju and Mei. Okay, there are only two people. Or maybe there's three if we include... Mei's mom, but we didn't see her ever. So there's only Miju and Mei. Um, this kind of family is a family that is formed by bond. There's no blood relations and somehow there's just that unwritten contract of relationship. But they treated each other like family. There's that genuine care for each other and uh, I think uh, as much, I, I mean, If you have that kind of genuine care for another person, somehow that's already the concept of family. You might think that, well, it's just a really tight friendship. Well, that's true, but in this case, they're living together and they've been together for so long that definitely in my mind, I would consider them family. And they were even joking like, Yobo and you know like they're treating each other as if they're 
husband and wife although there's no sexual relationship between them there's no such shade in them it's just that actually they're more like sisters in a way for me and so yeah that's one family okay i i wouldn't like say a lot about these families but i just wanted to go through each one of them and talk about them for a bit if that's okay yeah for me that's okay so if that's okay with you then keep on listening okay the next family that we have is ki sang family ki sang family is quite complicated because um it's composed of just well it's just composed of four people but they're very distinct from each other so ki sang father is an assemblyman or a governor and then his mother is an actress actually a very celebrated actress so huge in the industry and then his older sister is unbi a celebrity athlete and then also sangyeom is also a celebrity athlete so it's a very high-end family they live a luxurious lifestyle but there are different complications like the relationship that they have with each other so for example for the parents they don't really love each other that much or it's just that the love isn't being reciprocated anymore so i I do believe that sungyum's mother still love the father but the father appears like he's just using each one of them for his personal agenda and that is to become the president and well in the end it didn't work out for him he lost all his family members um he had uh, i think he had this um, reflection and realization that what he's been doing all his life was wrong and so he retired from his political career and somehow it was shown in the show that he was trying to reconcile with his wife although they were already divorced so um that's the family that sangyeom had um it's not a perfect family of course although they were rich and luxurious i think normally that's how they present us families in korea that if they're rich they're usually not a happy family i'm yet to see a happy family that's rich in a korean drama okay and then so that's sangyeom's family And then we have Sodana's family. Sodana's family is also very complicated. They're also a chaboy with and this one is they own companies, right? As compared to Songyeom's family, it's just a politician and actress and athlete children. But Sodana's family is more on the business side. So they have agency business, clothing business. There's a lot. They even have their own art gallery. So They're actually um if if I were to compare I think Sodana's family is much more richer much more wealthier than Songyeom's family but it also has its own complication like we were presented with the complication of having how many mothers I I think two mothers in Sodana's family so the first mother and then another mother Or are there three mothers? Actually, I'm not sure if Taeyong's mother is also 
a different woman. But yeah, so that's a, that's one. And the complication about Dana's birthday being moved to a later time so that his younger brother would be treated, would be considered the firstborn was really new to me. I mean, I, I didn't know that people would actually do such thing just so their son would, you know, be first to the ear. Um, yeah, and also the third illegitimate child, Taeung is, he's cute. I mean, his role is cute. Like, he's just seeking to receive love from Dana as an older sister. That's kind of cute in a way. It's a cute addition to the family, I think. Yeah, but too bad we didn't see much of his character, like how his character changed. Because, you know, if you've seen this, there's a lot of growth for Dana. But, well, not a lot for Taeung. Okay, so that's our th the third family we're talking, I'm talking about. And then fourth is Ushik's family. Okay, you will be wondering, Ushik's family? How many members are there? There's just two. It's just Ushik and his grandmother. So I'm considering this family. I mean, I wanted to add this family because it's a legitimate family. I mean, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of guys or girls who only have their grandparents as their sole family member. And as difficult as it can be, that is actually a very valuable relationship in a way. Um, for, me, for me, I have my parents, I have my sisters, but there was a time when I lived with my grandparents and... I think living with your grandparents gives you a different kind of wisdom in a way. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm wise or anything, but there's that kind of different thing that you will learn when you live with your grandparents. And uh, I think I've seen that between Ushik and his grandmother. Yeah, ju that's just everything that I wanted to say for Ushik's family. And then we have the final family that that was presented. It's a family of three. Can you guess which family this is? Dun, 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 dun. Nothing. You can't think of anything. It's actually Yejun's family. Okay, so maybe you don't know who Yejun is. Yejun is Yongwa's best friend. Okay, so Yejun's family is composed of their mother, Yejun, and then Yechan. Or oh, wait, Yechan? Ah, yeah, I think the girl's name is Yechan. So this is a family of three. The mother is working at Todana's agency. And then the two kids, Yejun and Yechan, are still student. I think Yejun is in college or going to college. And then Yechan is studying in high school. Now what's with this family? With this family, it's um, it's a single mother family. I'm not sure if the father is... Well, the father is definitely out of the picture because they got divorced. But I'm not sure if he is supporting them financially. Maybe he should because that's how things work. But yeah, um, and there's this issue of the mother not being able to be there for her children because she was busy raising other people's children or taking care of them because she works in an agency that takes care of athletes, so and so. So that's kind of the picture here. And because of that, even though her daughter liked boxing, she she was against it. And she didn't even realize that her daughter had been doing boxing for quite a long time without her knowledge. And also, 
that her son actually was into guys. So um, so there's this story of coming out here, and I, I think that's very new in Korean drama. We don't really see a lot of coming out stories in Korean drama because K, uh, I mean Koreans are. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to say that they're still behind in terms of accepting LGBT, but they're they're going there. I mean, they're opening up to accepting that these that they are people and that they're. I mean, th- these are natural, normal occurrences in the world. I mean, as humans, there's just these kinds of things, and we don't have to consider them. some sort of abnormality they're not they're just normal they're just human okay so there's that coming out story of yejun and yeah since we're talking about yejun already i'd like to use this to segue to our next discussion which is about friendships and sexuality so about friendships and sexuality what i wanted to point out here would be just male friendships So friendship between males. So there's this. I, for for me, while watching this, I had this idea of straight male friendships and then not straight male friendships. Okay, so I, I'm just using straight and not straight male friendships here. You know, if if you watch Korean dramas a lot, you would see that the way they show male friendships and the way we see male friendship in Western Western movies and films and dramas. It's quite different, you know. In Korean dramas, there's more affection, in a way. So, okay, so I have five different friendships here listed. So the friendship between Songgyum and Youngwa, Songgyum and Youngil, Songgyum and Ushi, and Youngwa and Yejun. So ah, okay, that's four relationships. So um, okay, so let's talk about the. Straight male friendships first. So there's three here: Songgyum Youngwa, Songgyum Youngil, Songgyum Mushi. Or yeah, I think so far that's straight male friendship. And I, I think in Korea the straight male friendship is very similar to straight female friendship. Meaning there's really no distinction as how to, as how they show their affection towards each other, like. They would lean their head on the other person's shoulder. They would hug each other. They would tease each other as if they were gonna kiss. They would hold hands. They're very touchy, and yeah, there's a lot of affection in there. However, in Western culture, we see that male friendships are usually about power. You know. Like there's a well, there's also the concept of senior junior in Korea, but it's I don't know, it's different. Like the if if you've seen Ushik and Songgyum and then Youngwa and Songgyum's relationship, because Youngwa and Ushik are younger than Songgyum, and I don't know, it's just that they're very affectionate and the they even say I love you to each other. Um, by the way, I I lived in Korea for quite some time, and I lived with uh, younger brothers. Okay, I'd call them brothers. 
like the other one is 20 and this i mean the first one is 20 and the second child is 14 and we've lived together for just about three months and we were very kind to each other and yeah before i left they were saying oh young we love you please don't leave us something like that for, for me when they said i love you i was quite weirded out at the beginning but then i realized that well this is their culture they just freely say these things even though they're young to us and they would hug me somehow um yeah i think there's that kind of well it's it's brotherly friendship i i yeah i do believe that's brotherly friendship most so i, I think so why should male friendship be any different like i mean from brotherly relationship right so that's just something that's on my mind right now but yeah i i, I need to articulate this better but Right now, that's I think that's all I have to say for straight male friendship. There's a huge difference between male friendships in Korea and male friendships in the Western world. Well, in the Philippines, we're mostly like Western male friendships. Okay, and then I said there's the not straight male friendship. Please excuse the word if, if you don't like the word that I'm using, the not straight male friendship. I'm sorry, that's all that I can come up with right now. But the not straight male friendship that's in the show is that of Hyungwa and Yejun. Well, this relationship kind of evolved because they were best friends from when they were children. So it's a it's a very deep relationship. It's actually I, I don't want to put gender on on friendships really. Why should we say it's straight friendship and not straight friendship? It's just friendship. It's just a friendship between two people. And this kind of evolved because in the show, eventually later on, Yejun admitted that he liked Yangwa and that Yangwa was actually his first love. And, and I, I think as a guy, if you have a best friend who would come out to you and tell you that you are his first love, that's something huge but then Hyangwa was very humane he's he's truly a proper human i think that when yajun confessed his feelings for Yangwa, Yangwa's response was outstanding i think he said why are you saying that it's ending i mean he was referring to their relationship why do you say like our relationship is over it's not and then he hugged him and said that he loved him and i think that's really what friendship really is i mean at least if there's a friendship between a straight guy and a non-straight guy because they're just friends you know you can have friends who are straight who are not straight whatever they are your friendship is not bound by gender okay I, I think that currently that's my point of view and also about love you know loving a person um i, I want to think that people love people people love a person not a gender people don't love a specific gender um al although that's how things works generally that well generally 
male um, falls in love with a female. So okay, I'm using sexes here, not gender. But that's that's like the norm that we're used to. But when male loves another male or a female loves another female, um, we judge them and we think that th what they're doing is wrong. But why? Because I, I don't know. It's just that we're judgmental because we put in genders and we think that this is the only thing i mean this is only how it works and it's all always about reproduction and stuff but my view for that is not the same anymore in the past i was thinking that way too but right now i think people just love people so you know it's not wrong to love a person so yeah and it depends what they allow for themselves so for, for them i'm totally fine with these kinds of friendships and with the relationship that were formed in the show and actually this show is very wholesome and it's holistic in a way because it it allowed us to see a different korea i think somehow i mean it's still the same korea because there are still those you know prejudices against these things against women in position against against people with different genders from from their natural sexes um these sexes are still treated not equal in korea like yeah there's still the patriarchal thing even in even within a family but i think that's gonna change eventually but we'll see okay so yeah i think that's all about friendship and sexuality so so far i told you my opinions about families friendships and sexuality and now we're down to the last part of the discussion and commentary and that is love stories all the love stories that were shown in run on so actually i'd like to just talk about three love stories so the love story of miju and sanggyum dana and youngwa and mei and jihyun okay so which one should i talk about first Okay, so let's talk. Let me talk about Miju and Sanggyeon first because, well, they are the leads. Um, I, I think I said last week that their partnership uh, is interesting because they come from different fields and they also have this different kind of dynamic. Um, for for me, I really relate a lot with Sanggyeon here because Sanggyeon comes as this person who is very naive about a lot of things not only about the the abbreviations or the slangs because that was apparent in the beginning of the story but about having relationship about dealing with people somehow i mean for dealing with people he's good at it but you know being a relationship in being a relationship that's something that he it's it seemed like he had no experience he had no prior experience and that he was new to everything and therefore when he was starting a relationship with Miju. It kind of felt awkward a lot of times and that he didn't know what he could offer to the relationship and he was always afraid that he was just so boring that he would tire them and they would eventually leave him. But yeah, so that was kind of the status of Sanggyeom when it comes to entering a relationship and you know, when, when he had this relationship with Miju already, Miju was treating him like a child, like a baby. Um, I don't know if that were me 
Um, I don't know if I would like that because for for me that is downplaying you, like putting you below somehow. I mean, for for me, if I were in a relationship, I I wouldn't want that kind of relationship. I would want it to be as equals. Although it's a cute thing to do, I'd prefer to be treated as equals rather than like told, oh, you still have a lot to learn, something, something. But yeah, I think for them it worked out because Sungkyum wanted that and Miju wanted that as well. So that's their style, and there's nothing wrong about that. So it's just about preference. So yeah, but okay. So about Miju and Sungkyum, I think there's nothing much that happened after episode 13, because I, I think that was the last conflict that they had. So the last conflict was, you know, when. Sangyum's father confronted Miju and you know presented all these sort of threats to her and then they broke up for a bit they had a cool off I, I'd say a uh, time to be separate for a little while to you know think about things and then they reconciled and that was it so I, I think there's not much that happened for them after episode 13 like 14 15 and 16 it was just stable for them. So, uh, but I, I think that's fine. I mean, they were already able to establish their relationship. And yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people would have wanted more drama or anything. But the way it is was already good. And for me, the final three episodes were actually giving more focus on the relationship of Dana and Hyungwa, which is so beautiful. Like I I do believe that there's a lot of people out there, who would, who are so much more interested in the relationship of Dana and Youngwa. Like this is the love story that we want, and they, they were given that. Well, we are given that because I I also like this relationship. But you know, you know um okay I I don't want to say complicated again but yeah I will use it. It's a complicated story because here. Dana is much older than Youngwa, so there's that difference in age already, like much older. Uh, I don't know how much older she is, maybe five years older, five or six years older, because Youngwa is still in college. And yeah, I, I think if Miju and Dana are the same age, Miju is 29, by the way. So if that's the case, Dana is probably 29. And if I remember Youngwa's age right, he's 23. So that's six years. Six years of age difference. It's not a problem in Western cultures. Uh, it's not a problem in the Philippines as well. But in Korea, I think that's kind of gray. It's kind of not a safe zone for the relationship in terms of societal standards. But I'm not judging it, but I'm just saying that that's how they are presented in Korea. So there's that age gap, which is fine for me, but not for their society. And then, not only that, but they have this gap of wealth. Because, I mean, status or position in the society. Dana is a president of a huge company. Well, as Youngwa is just a student. Not to downplay Youngwa as a student, but that's what he was. Or he is. He's just a student and he's trying to date this sort of princess in a high castle and that's just you know out of our mind it's like a fantasy of a 
young man wanting to marry a really rich, beautiful woman in the society. But it's not a fantasy. It's a story of, I would say, it's a story of finding love in what would seem like a wrong place, but eventually finding it. And their love story is really beautiful, in my opinion. And there is a lot of growth for each of them. Like, Yongwa was very childish in the beginning. I would say that he really was very childish. But having that relationship with Dana, he somehow matured in a way that he would even accept. Um, he, would, he was even thinking of distancing himself from Dana so that things would work out for the better. So I think there's that maturity for him. And then for Dana as well, because we've seen Dana as this super strong woman who's like built a lot of walls so that people cannot just enter her world. We've seen her cry for the first time. Which episode was that? But towards the end. And when she did, that was sort of shattering in a way. Okay, her walls have been broken. So, I don't know. I just love how this developed. And it's a very beautiful love. It's a very beautiful love or friendship. Um, we don't know how it will eventually play out. If they're really going to be in a relationship. If they're going to be married or whatever. We don't know that because the ending of the show was, you know, just four of them having were they drinking again yeah i think they were drinking together and there's no marriage or anything here it's just friendships and love relationships and that's beautiful i i do believe um okay so yeah i already said a lot about dana and yangwa but yeah and then finally the relationship of mei and ji hyun okay why did i include this I'm including this because Mei said that she was a Musung Eja. Do you remember what Musung Eja is? Musung Eja is um, asexual. So she doesn't have any erotic um, desire for either man or woman. So that's Mei. But then she went into dating with Ji Hyun or Shio Jang Nim, Mr. Jang, you know, the chief executive secretary of Dana. And when they went into this dating relationship, it's actually tagged. I, I think I would call uh, that as just dating, not really being in a relationship. Or, well, it's it's some sort of relationship. But for them, she, she tried to differentiate it from, you know, having a sexual or a love relationship with another person. And she was just saying that this is just dating, like... She said, I'm not interested erotically to people, but I'm okay with meeting people. So uh, I think this show is showing us a lot of different things when it comes to relationship and friendship. And I think it's it's really lovely to see that, that we're being told that we can accept these people as people and we can accept different kinds of relationships. That it's okay to just be on that stage, to just be seeing people but not open to you know committing 
a sexual or a love relationship with them. Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting concept that was shown in Run On. And yeah, um, why did I choose this theme of relationship in today's episode? It's just because I'm fascinated with different kinds of relationships that we can have with other people, like even even with just friendships. There's a lot of levels when it comes to friendships. There are friendships that you've had from childhood. There are friendships that you've you'll have in passing, like just for a little while, and then you lose them eventually along the way. But those are fine because each of the friendships that we build along the way throughout our lives are beautiful in themselves, whether or not they last very long or whether they last short. All of these are very beautiful. And I think that's the general theme of the K-drama Run On. It's about relationships. It's not really focused on just the love between Miju and Sangyum or the issues that they were having, but... There's this huge, there's this long contemplation on what it means to have a relationship with another person. Okay. So yeah, I really find that valuable. You know, contemplating on the relationships that we have with other people. So nowadays, I'm also thinking about that because of the show. Like, what kind of relationships do I have with these people? How many friends do I have? Well, not counting in that way, but I mean, yeah, understanding how these things work. Alright, so that's our discussion and commentary for today. Um, I hope I didn't use any words that's judgmental in your opinion. If I did, please um, forgive me. I, I, I don't mean to be judgmental in any way. And actually, I'm trying to be as accepting as i can and i'm very i'm a very accepting person i think yeah maybe i hope so but yeah so that's that's it for the discussion and commentary and okay so should i go to the song recommendation already yeah because i already talked for so long so for the song recommendation of the week that would be starlight by jong hyo bin jong hyo bin starlight Starlight is actually the theme music that we hear whenever there's a wonderful scene between Youngwa and Dana. So Starlight, listen to it. It's a beautiful sort of jazzy. I think it's sort of jazzy in a way. Um, it's a really good song to listen to. I enjoy listening to it. I've listened to it this week for quite a number of times. So listen to that. If you're studying Korean, sing along with it. You know, that's how it works. Okay, and also our study tip for the week is encounter vocabulary words naturally. Encounter vocabulary words naturally. So what do we mean by this? It means, you know, just consume something Korean, like whether it's a book, a novel, a news article, movie, video clips, songs, music, whatever. So consume those kinds of legit Korean materials and then encounter new vocabulary words naturally. So that's chamanchu somehow. <laughs> but yeah, and then study them. Instead of, you know, just opening a dictionary and then learning five words from the dictionary. Uh, it's kind of unnatural, I think. But it, it can also work for some people, but 
It would be better if you encounter a word naturally and then get to know that word after meeting it naturally. Like like a person, you know. It's 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 good to meet a person naturally and get to know them better that way. But of course, I'm not against meeting people and naturally and meeting vocabulary words and naturally. Those are also fine. It's just that we have different kinds of preference, but for our study tip, that's it. it. Please encounter vocabulary words naturally. Okay? And before we say goodbye, our K-drama words of wisdom, this is from the book that Miju gave Sangyam. And the book is Naru Saranghanen Yansif. I, I couldn't take note who the author was, but anyway, Naru Saranghanen Yansif, Practicing Loving Myself. And the phrase is do not try to force yourself into a pair of shoes that don't fit. So it's our K-drama word of wisdom. Um, how does this apply in our real life? I do believe that you know this already. But for me, I will explain it for myself. Okay. So for, for me, it's like maybe it's about relationship. So you don't have to push yourself into into the people that doesn't fit you. Or it could also be about career or major in college. That you, there is no need to push yourself into something that's, you know, that's gonna hurt you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's just the way I would say it. Because sometimes we feel like, oh, these shoes are so beautiful i want to try them on i want to have them but maybe your feet are too big and they wouldn't fit it's just gonna hurt you and if your feet are too small as well you can't run with them that's not safe so yeah just look for the pair of shoes that fit you perfectly okay so just keep that in mind Alright, so this has been Rome of Kinka Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. It's a bit longer than the previous week's episode, I think. Um, but you, you've stayed until... You've stayed this far, so that means you really like me. No, just kidding. That means you really like the podcast. And maybe you think that you're finding something, something valuable in this show. If that's the case, please share it with your friends. Or, you know, don't forget to subscribe if you still haven't. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please um, give the show a five-star rating, like the episode. Um, yeah, just keep watching K-dramas and learn something from them. It's, it's okay whether you're learning the Korean language or you're just learning about society or you're just learning about life. There's a lot to learn from different kinds of things and uh, I think the reason why we watch K-dramas or any dramas if at all is because we want to see humanity in these shows and we want to understand better the relationships that we have as reflected in these shows of course they are not the perfect mirror for relationships but since we can learn a thing or two from them then it's not totally useless in the past i didn't like watching k-dramas or tv or whatever 
because I, I thought there's nothing to learn from them, but uh, I guess I was wrong. And so, yeah, I'm talking too much. I'd, I'd see you next week. All right, so next week we'll, um, we'll talk about space sweepers. Yay! All right, so bye bye. Thank you. 안녕히 계세요. 다음에 봐요.